0: What's going on guys? Welcome to the latest episode of Weighing In With Worm. I'm your host Worm Befeli and I just want to thank you for joining me. Before we get started, are you looking to upgrade your mower? Are you needing a new snowblower for the upcoming wrestling season? If you are, go no further than Raider Outdoor Power, located at 2580 Rockdale Road. The good folks at Raiders will make sure you are set up for the season and get your lawn looking like a pro-level golf course or to get that snow off your driveway fast and get you on your way. Stop out at Raiders today. Coaches, are you looking for new warm-ups for your team? Maybe a fan shop? Something local and high quality? Don't waste any more time and email Jeremy at XGrainSportswear.com. Located in Piasta, Jeremy will make sure you have custom mock-ups done fast and garments at high quality at a fraction of the price of the leading brands. Email Jeremy at x-grain.com today, and let's make your mark. The running joke in wrestling is look good, feel good, wrestle good. And if you want to look good, stop and see my friend Anna at King's Cuts by Anna. Located in Dubuque, she is one of the best barbers in all around. She'll get you cleaned up, lined up, whatever you need to make sure you're feeling good, looking good, so you can wrestle good. Download the Booksy app today, search for King's Cuts by Anna, and schedule your appointment today. Tell her Jeremy sent you. Are you looking to restore rusty old metal parts to like new conditions or protect brand new components with durable, attractive, long-lasting finishes? Lane's Custom Steel, located in Benton, Wisconsin, can help with the metal finishings and metal coatings, offering a full range of custom metal restoration using power coating for individuals and businesses. Contact Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's Lanes, L-A-N-E-Z, customsteel at gmail.com. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right, we are here with Jaron Glosser, the head coach of Loris College.
1: Jaron, thanks for being on the pod, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Um, Weighing in with Worm is my, it's my weekly podcast go-to on Wednesdays, so looking forward to uh, talking a little bit about Loras. Awesome, man. I
0: appreciate the plug there. So for those that don't know, Jaron wrestled at the University of Iowa. While he was there, he had a 74-19 record. He took fourth place at the Midlands. If you guys know the Midlands tournament, it's a very prestigious college wrestling tournament. So to take fourth there is really impressive. And then in 2014, he was a Class 1A state champion at 138 pounds. Um, and he's also currently in his second year at Loris. So how did you find Loras?
1: So it's actually funny. Um, I have a unique story. So I graduated from the University of Iowa. Um twenty twenty during the COVID year. So obviously uh some tough times through there. Um but anyways took a year out of wrestling. I was helping out with William Penn a little bit. Um Aaron Scott was a, a great resource to me and just a an avenue to get back into wrestling after COVID happened and a lot of stuff went down. Um but it's funny I actually talked to Trevor Kittleson at the Freestyle State tournament. I was up there coaching some club kids. And I was like, hey, you know, like, you guys got any GA positions available at Loris? And he was kind of like, I don't know. Come to find out, you know, during that time, he was kind of interviewing for the Platteville position. Um, So it was weird circumstances. Like, two weeks later, he got the Platteville job, assistant job at Loris comes open. um, And I get a text from Leo Costello, um, like, hey, would you be interested in this? Immediately call Leo, like, hey, I actually, you know, weird circumstances. Freestyle state tournament. Talked to talked to Trevor about this a little bit actually already. Um, so applied for the job, um, did my interview, went through that process. Um, loved everything about Loris. You know, obviously it's a it's a great institution, um, awesome college. Um, loved my visit slash interview um, and all the support that they have there. And then uh, ended up taking the job. About a week later, I got offered it so.
0: And, and prior to this, did, have you, did you have any ties to Dubuque, or had you ever been to
1: Dubuque prior? Or? I had never been to Dubuque. Oh, I lie, I lie. I went to the Loris Open. I had never realized, because I just, you drive at 5 in the morning to Dubuque for the Loris Open, and it's like dark, and you spend all day in a gym, and you leave at 7 p.m., so it was pretty much uh, dark every time I was in Dubuque, so never really saw the city or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I did compete at the Loris Open i think three times when i was in college i won it once i know that i beat i beat winger in the semifinals and washburn in the finals i think um so i did i am a loris opium open champion <laughs> um but yeah those were my that was my experience with dubuque other than that i have not that was my that was my first time like really seeing the city
0: and this is your third year living in dubuque how, how do you like it so far
1: i love it it's a great town um a lot to do it reminds me of a a smaller version of iowa city a lot um just, it's almost a college town, you know, you're looking at a decent student population there, so there's a lot of different places to go to, a lot of good restaurants, um, compared to other small college towns, I'd say that Dubuque is, is phenomenal, um, you know, with things to do, and, and restaurants to go to, and and those sorts of things, so.
0: Right on, and with, so, you came in as an assistant coach your first year, and then some, uh weird circumstances happen where all of a sudden you wake up and you're the head coach how how did how did you feel about that when you got that phone call of all of a sudden now you got the keys to the city in in the aspects of being the head coach
1: um i think first off it's just it's surprising um you know i had a good mentor um and and you get handed you get handed something you're not really ready for so at first i was like man i don't I don't know if I want this uh, per se. Uh, I just I really enjoyed my time as an assistant and just doing those sorts of things. But I think uh, the opportunity, you know, to to be in this position I'm in is is awesome. Um, I'm just I'm just really lucky to be the age I am and have the opportunity that I have um, to be a head coach, and I'm really thankful for that. And obviously, it comes with a lot of uh, a lot of stress and a lot of uh, going and hustling and all that, all sorts of things like that. Um, but I wouldn't trade it, um, for a minute, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity and I'm excited to, uh, keep building the program, keep adding to the program. You know, I got handed, uh, handed the keys to, uh, you know, a Mercedes or a Lamborghini, you know, it's a, it's a great program that I inherited, um, with a lot of hard work, um, on the backs of the the people previous to me. Um, and I got to keep building, um, what we have now and, and keep adding and keep bringing in, Good recruits and doing all the things that, you know, were happening before me. So I, I got to give kudos to those people. You know, TJ Miller, Trevor Kittleson. um, they built Loris into a into a really good program, and you know, the opportunity to continue to grow it and keep, continue to add to it is is really exciting to me.
0: Not to mention too, like you think about the uh, the staff that you have as well. Uh, Rick Healy, you know, I'm gonna have him on the podcast here soon. He's gonna be going in the Hall of Fame. You know he's kind of, a, you know, one of those probably those assistants that you love to have. He's been in the program for twenty some years. He knows he knows the way of the land, and he can he can guide pretty much any kid. It seems like, and I, I don't even want to say his age, but that dude can still scrap with just about any dude in the room.
1: Oh, he he's the best. Um, like just just uh, he's been a great mentor to me. in this, you know, I'm going to my second year as head coach now, and that first year just just bouncing ideas off of him. And where we're at as a team, um, and just he's just a really good mentor. Like twenty second season, I think as a assistant coach for us, um, you know, like twenty six or twenty seven years in the program, he's going into the Lauris Hall of Fame this year, um, which is going to be awesome for our homecoming. We're going to have a ton of alumni back. He's he's impacted so many kids, and and really <laughs> I say kids, but they're not kids anymore. You know, like the guys he competed with, the guys he was with. You know, those first couple of years, they're grown men that have incredible lives now. They've built incredible families, and he's had a huge influence on me and just mentoring me in this first year and continues to mentor these young athletes and build them up, and, and a huge part of our program. You know, he knows the ins and outs of Loris like like no one else, so.
0: Yeah, and so to go off of, you know, like I said, you you taken over this past year uh, kind of baptism by fire. If you think about it, you guys came into the season last year, you guys finished with a 16 and four dual record, seven and one in the conference, fourth place at the national duels and the top 15 finish at the NCAAs with a national finalist. Talk about last year. Obviously, like I just said, it was baptism by fire, but how do you think that first year under, under your
1: belt helped? It was awesome. Um, we had some really good, really good seniors, some really good guys that have been a part of the program. Um, You know, Shane Legal, Zeke Smith, um, Danny Ruiz, even though he wasn't wrestling much last year, just being a mentor, um, to these guys. Jared Hensley comes to mind. Um, I mean, it's, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and I learned a lot from those guys and just, we were at a unique spot of a lot of fourth and fifth year guys. So learning as a coach, how to navigate those waters a little bit and give guys rests and still get the most out of them in the practice room, um, and obviously still developing your younger guys. You've got a good group of younger guys in the room. Um, that freshman class now sophomores, um, I think is going to produce a lot of uh, a lot of all American status, a lot of hopefully national champion status. Um, you know, and I, I think just trying to get the the mix of growth um, from your young guys and knowing that you got a lot of veterans that are really talented, that you got to, like, kind of hold them back a little bit, right? Like, they want to wrestle. They want to wrestle every day. They want to be on the mat. They want to be in the weight room. They want to be running. And to be like, hey, man, you don't, you don't got to, like, we don't got to, like, push super, super hard. Like, we got to be able to take care of our bodies, and we got to be there when regionals hit, when national tournament hits, right? And we got to peak at those times because our regional tournament is really tough. You know, and then obviously the national tournament's really tough, um, and the goal is to get national champions. So, just having our best wrestling on the mat um, in March, in February, late February, is huge for the success of our program and being able to balance the workload of getting better every day and pulling the reins back a little bit and being healthy.
0: Yeah, and that's a, and I think that's a culture a culture at Loras College that's been implemented over the last six, seven years. Uh, I know during my time competing at Loras, you know, we didn't have guys, and, I'll, and I'm going to be open about this, is like we didn't have a lot of guys that in the offseason, you know, wanting to get on the mats or, you know, doing those extra things. We just thought, hey, I, I, I kind of felt like it was almost kind of like A high school mentality with a lot of my my teammates that there was just like hey we're wrestling from October to March and you know these new crop of guys and the past guys that we've had over the last three four five years you know that culture's changed where like you just said these guys are you're having to tell them hey you're staying off the mats you know that's I think I think you see that a lot with this new breed of wrestlers out there nowadays you know, I think Tom and Terry even said that too, where they got a bunch of guys that love to be on the mats. And I think wrestling nowadays, you do have those athletes. You have I, I can think of five or six loris wrestlers off the top of my head right now that if you were to call them right now and say, hey, let's get in the room right quick and get a workout in. I know you can't do it during the season, but I'm saying, or if one of the captains said, hey, let's go get a workout in they're going to just do it, no questions asked. So that's got to be a great – I mean, it's a great problem to have when you got guys that just love the sport of wrestling and they just want to win
1: national titles. 100%. And and one thing that's huge about that too is, like, you know, we have the opportunity with with the fundraisers we have, um, with the support we have from alumni where, you know, I get a step away after March whatever it is, 18th this year, um, from, the national, from the national tournament. We got Will Kelly who's running freestyle and Greco stuff postseason right so these athletes they get the opportunity to go to las vegas right they get to go compete at the u20 national championships which is huge it's a a huge tournament it's an eye-opener and they get a training phase in where it's focused on them right so maybe you come there you're a freshman and you're not the starter you're right there and you lose to you know like carter anderson's a good example this year right behind jared hensley who's a fifth year guy really a sixth year guy right like had a cup had a half year of eligibility or whatever um go through i think he had a a medical maybe um but carter anderson's behind a veteran right he gets the opportunity to go out to las vegas and compete at the u20 nationals and get some big matches in and now he's primed up and ready to go for the college season this year And, and, and i'm excited about it you know and he's still got some he's got some upperclassmen that are really tough at 125 that you know, he's gonna to beat out for the spot and that's a good issue to have. That's a problem, you know, that we have in the in the lowest program, if you call it a problem, I mean it's a good thing. You know, it's uh when you got young guys challenging juniors and seniors on the team for the spot, you know, you look forward to that just because competition breeds success, you know, it means they're pushing each other. Yeah,
0: and you when you have guys in the room who you know are pushing each other every day, it's not that guy's spot, it everyone's spot's up for the taking. Uh, but moving on, you know, looking at your upcoming schedule this year, let's talk about your upcoming schedule, what you guys got going this year.
1: Yeah, so um, right now we are going Luther Open um, will be our first event. Um, kind of start figuring out, lineup. We'll leave a couple of the older guys at home. I just uh, I just think it's important to stay healthy, you know, and, and we want to continue to do that. But Luther Open will be first event. Um, we'll hit Buena Vista after that um, for a duel out there at BB. Um which we're excited about, right? First time making weight. Gotta get ready to go. Um, there is no slouches in the ARC. You know, we're the we're the best division in division three or best um conference in division three wrestling. So, um it's the big ten of division three, if you look at it up that way. Um so we gotta get ready to go for that. And then we go to Concordia, which is like a mini national tournament. So, um just getting ready for that. But I'm excited, like more what I look forward to is The training phase that we get from October 10th to that November, whatever, 8th. I mean, really through November, middle November, right? Like, we're about getting better. Um, These guys are really focused right now on their lifting. We get eight preseason runs this year. Um, That's new to the Division III um, legislature um, stuff. So um, we get eight preseason runs. We get to do that this year. We're hitting the preseason runs now um the guys are lifting with coach edwards and um you know and then we get that wrestling phase in there um in october and just really get to focus on getting better and we got a lot of things to get better at um you know those east coast schools are doing they're doing a lot of different stuff than what we see in the midwest and just catching up to them and getting used to different scrambling positions um that a lot of midwest kids don't see um it's really on my blotter for this this year to hit in october and and just growing, um, growing everywhere on the mat, you know, on our feet. Obviously, the rule change is going to be a huge, um, huge difference in the wrestling. You know, takedowns are are way more valuable now, especially if you get takedown guys and, uh, and ride them. So, you know, just having that mat awareness of getting late takedowns, which was the same as before, right? Like a two-point takedown and a ride out is still huge. And the old rules, a three-point takedown and a ride out is even bigger. So just being aware of that and some of those strategies that guys are going to have in matches and, and knowing on the flip side, guys are going to attack you late too. You know, like you got to know at the end of periods, guys are going to attack you and getting goal behinds and finishing matches on top is huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a long answer, but uh, just excited for the season and that, in that growth phase in October.
0: For sure. And so with, with a schedule, obviously I think every coach has them. Were the ones you got? Were the big, the big ones you got circled? The ones that you know you really, you put a, you put a big old bullseye on them to, to peak for and train, train for. Obviously, I think there's three or four in my mind that you kind of peak with. But which ones you had big circles on?
1: Yeah, I mean, you get ready to go for all of them. Um, you put a little extra on, you know, into the season. You know, University of Dubuque. ARC Duels. Like, ARC Duels, we got to take care of business there. Um, take care of business at ARC Duels, then you're in the hunt for an ARC championship. Yeah, you go to UD. We go over to UD this year. So, in, you know, in our home city, but across the road at the Rivals. Rivals, if you call them that. Um, and we go wrestle there, which is a fun environment. They got, they got the house packed, right? They're passionate about wrestling. They get their people going um and we love it like it's fun it's a lot of fun to go over there and just our fans travel obviously well they bring a bunch of people in that and they pack the place and it, it's a little hostile and then you know you're done with that and hopefully you're in position to be competing for an arc championship the next week with what we're coming to to loris and that's when we put a big start on you know and those guys they're tough you got to give them credit um you know, you got to give, you got to give Millboy credit for building a dynasty there when his, you know, during his time and for Keller to continue it, you know, and that's what we need to make Loris into. Um, and that's our goal, you know, and, and to continue to build and bring in, you know, guys that want to win national championships, but you put a star next to that. Um, and they've, and they've, you know, we beat him 2020, um, last Before year I was there, you know, and I want to beat them. And and that's my goal. And I and I really like it's not even about that duel. It is like I want to win ARC championships, but it's about giving every kid in my lineup the opportunity to be a national champ, right? And then if you're not a national champ, to be an all-American, you know, and if you're not all-American to be a national qualifier, but like to give every opportunity to those kids to be the best they can be. And that's all I can focus on, you know, and that's and that's like Where my coaching philosophy is, is I just have to go in every day, you know, whether I'm recruiting or whether I'm working with guys on the team currently, but just give every kid an opportunity to be a national champion.
0: Of course. And so with that, you know, you got a team that's coming back. We lose a couple guys, you know, Shane Legal's out of the lineup this year. He's taking his graduate year at Wisconsin. But otherwise, I think we still got a pretty solid team. Talk about your returning starters. You know what? You know what's the lineup you think in your head look like for you, um, and how do you think the, that's going to pan out?
1: Yeah, um, really excited. I I, I think we're going to come in under the radar a lot this year, um, just because we do lose the Shane Legals, we lose the Zeke Smiths, who have been a huge, tremendous part of our program, um, and incredible, incredible athletes. Um, some of my favorite people in the world. You know. Um, but lose those guys and, and they've moved on to, you know, really good opportunities um for themselves. And we still got, you know, Gabe Pfizer coming back. He's going down to one fifty seven. Um, which I'm really excited about. Um, you know, national championship contention, I think. Um he's he's really tough. He's leaned out, he looks good, um, from when I see him. Um uh, we got Eric Kincaid at one forty nine, who's gonna be really, really tough. Um we got Bubba Shrop, Jalen Shrop, going down to 141, who, like, those guys flipped weights this year, and I'm really excited to see where he gets to be, because he's going to compete at a really high level for a national championship. Um, we got Aiden Evans, who's back at 133, um, you know, had an injury last year, um, had Mason McMillan step in, you know, and, and really, that was, a, that was a battle, right, of who was going to be our 33-pounder, but... You know, Mason stepped in and had a really good season. Um, but we got Evans back. He's leaned out. He's had a really good summer from what I see. You know, he's he's walking around. He, you know, walks by my office, and he's leaned out, and he looks good. So I'm excited to see what he does at 33. Um, we got Zeb we got Ida, um at 74, who's back, who got fourth or fifth at regionals last year, lost to Joey Jims in the Concee Semis in a heartbreaker. Um and he's hungry. He's had a really good summer. Um, went over. I think he trained with you and I a little bit uh, because Ribeiro is his cousin. So he had a really good summer, um, and has been lifting weights like crazy. And you know, that guy is that guy is really strong, um, or at least he looks strong from from what I see when he walks around. Uh, we got Dustin Boren, who's a Bettendorf product. Um, actually pinned the Warburton kid that got seventh i think at 165 um wrestling up two weights yeah yeah i made 149 like three days before that and gabe pfizer had the flu was not feeling good at all and gabe pfizer wanted to go like he really wanted to go and i i was like gabe we're gonna get healthy and and really we didn't know what we were getting when we threw dustin Warren out there and the guy's a gamer and he's fun and i'm excited to see how he does this year just because the guy wins matches um it it's gonna be fun. He's got some really nasty top stuff. He's got some really nasty things from his feet where he's you know, head pinching guys and putting them on their back and they're getting NDS counts and stuff. And it's gonna be interesting to see how he does stepping in the lineup this year. Um, you know, and and then we got some other young guys that are stepping in the lineup. Uh, you know, coming up that I'm that I'm excited about too. So,
0: and then with this incoming freshman class, do you think there do you have any incoming impact? I call them impact players, but impact wrestlers, guys that you know, you think are going to, you know, you know, I I look at Eric and Cade last year, you know, he, he just took, you know, I didn't think he was probably realistic. I didn't think he was going to be the guy, but he just straight up said, no, I'm taking this and had a year, was a freshman national qualifier this year. Do you see anyone that's coming in this year that, you know,
1: has potential to be that guy? Yeah. I, um, I mean, Eric's a special, special athlete. Um, his mindset is, is phenomenal. It's it's fun um, to be able to coach him um, and to see him grow. You know, he went from being a four-sport athlete in high school to uh, this is his first time, you know, wrestling you know, six, seven months straight during the season. Um, so he had a ton of growth last year, and I'm excited to see him come back next year. Um, but as for our freshman class, yeah, we got some we got some bigger boys who I'm really excited about. Um, 84 and 97-pounders, we got... Aiden Rice, um, who's, a, who's a Chicago kid, um, who's a goer, who I'm really excited about. Um, we got Watson out of Illinois, Alex Watson, who had a really good high school career in Illinois as well, um, was from a small school down there, um, had a really good career. Then we got a kid from Louisiana who I'm really excited about, uh, Landry Barker. Um, I don't know if it would be 74 or 84. We're still trying to figure that out, uh, but he's he's really talented, has a lot of – a lot of gumption and uh, almost like a Guy Patron round two. Um, for for those you don't know, Guy Patron was a four-time All-American for Loris um, out of New Orleans. Um, so same kind of deal. Um, and I'm really excited to see where he gets. Uh, he He's he's very strong. He definitely commits to the weight room uh, and has a good opportunity to, to do some big things in the college realm. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of things you got to do. To be good at college wrestling uh but i think he's sitting in a really good spot right now
0: okay and moving on you know i i said this to dennis hall the other day when i interviewed him as well you know especially with these college coaches i, I want to give this opportunity to you you know athletes out there listening parents out there listening why should they come to loris college like you know like if they're looking at schools why loris i think number
1: one uh is our education you know you're getting a really high quality education at Morris College. You're going to walk away in whatever major you choose and have opportunities right away to make really good money and take care of yourself and have a job. You know, I think we're at like the 99, like 99% of the people walk away from Morris and have a job within 6 months of graduation. Um so that placement rate is really important um whether it's in the business world, you know, we have our own school of business which is phenomenal. Um, engineering is a bet certified so which is different than most small schools right you if you don't you know at other small schools you got to go to another four-year institution to get your actual engineering degree but like zeke smith graduates with engineering and he's got a job waiting for him making a good amount of money you know probably not my my place to say that amount of money but um you know can move to boise idaho go to a really nice place be in the mountains and and make really good money and live out a dream for a little bit out there. Um, you know, all, all different realms, though. Just, I think the connections um, that we provide via alumni, whether it's wrestling alumni or just, you know, alumni of Loras College is, is huge. And then, on top of it, um, the wrestling a- aspect, you know. You get to be a part of a culture. It's about winning championships. Uh, you're around a lot of other people that that want to be great and I think that's so important, you know, and it's something that we have to continue to build. Um like I said before, prior to the, in the podcast, um I got a really good opportunity to inherit a phenomenal team um that had a culture built uh by, you know, kids like Jacob Greco, I think of, you know. Uh as a kid I got a coach when I was an assistant and just a phenomenal athlete uh and and really just a workhorse. And just that, the way you go about yourself in the practice room and off off the mat as well, I think it spreads to your teammates. And he definitely was a huge piece of building the culture that we have at Lawrence College now. And and we just got to keep adding that and keep bringing in good kids. And these young guys um, have really welcomed that culture and, and made it their own. And it's going to continue to change, right? Anytime you bring in new faces to a program, the, the The culture continues to change through that time. Um, But I think the basics have been laid as far as hard work, discipline, um, you know, being about the program, continuing to help recruit within the program. Like, these guys get excited to bring recruits on campus. They get pumped up to welcome people to the family. Um, So, I guess that's another piece, too, that I I didn't even touch on yet. It's just, like, the family. You know, these are your brother's. You know, that's what we talk about a lot. is like, you got your brother's back and you're going to hold them accountable too, right? You're not going to let them do the wrong things. You're going to hold them accountable. You're going to say, Hey, let's, uh, let's go, let's go get a lift in together instead of doing other college activities, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's just why we've had so much success. And it's something that we got to continue to build on and keep adding to. Well,
0: and I also think too, like, yeah, I, I think when, you know, you, you're around the Loris culture, you know, there, there's alumni that, you know, when they see a wrestler, they come up and they go, hey, you're a dog. Like, just these, you know, you got these good people in your corner that I, I think a lot of colleges have it. You know, I, you obviously you look at the Warbergs. you know. You know, that old saying that up at Warburg was always hold the rope, you know, do those things that we that we laid the foundation for. But I think at Loris there's a lot of people that just – they believe in the, the athletes. Like, you know, you got guys like Leo Costello, you know, Ryan Haggerty, people like that who, you know, will pull a kid aside and just go, hey, man, you're tough as shit. Like, you need to go out there and just, you know, lay it on the line. And these guys believe it. And guess what? They should because these – the guys that are talking to them – have been been there, you know, and, and you know, they're going to give you... They're not going to sell you a hill of beans, you know. Obviously, my ties with Loris are pretty deep, so obviously I'm going to probably speak a little bit more fluently than I have in past interviews on it. But, you know, like, that's just... Because that's the experience I had. That's the experience that I've been a part of and around, and you see it. So... Yeah, the,
1: yeah, I... I There's a whole list, man. There's so much support. That's that's the best thing about Loris, you know, I... The alumni are phenomenal. I mean, it's just, I, I, there's a lot of things that are really good about Lawrence. I shouldn't say it's the best, but they're pretty awesome. Um, you, Joe Wall, Ryan Haggerty, you know, Odell, Debo, Rob Murray, like, Rick Healy's in that list. You know, there's a lot of people. Scott Tartinsky, the Raiders, like, these people are phenomenal, like, assets to our program. And they just help us to continue to grow and you know it, it, it all adds together and that's the like that's the thing um like i'm just one itty bitty piece in this in this uh whole puzzle of like loris wrestling right like i i add my pieces to it i want to i want to bring these people in and let them help me i'll never turn away people that want to help our program because there's just so many good people that have graduated from loris and want to support our program and and it's it makes my job easier, way easier, right? Like coaching is not an easy job, but having all these people that support you makes it way easier. And, and it's something I'm really blessed with to have, you know, some of those names I just listed plus a dozen, you know, three dozen more than that, that I missed out on. For sure, man.
0: All right. Well, wrapping things up, uh, we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to get with Will Kelly here shortly. But before we go, man, I got to ask you the one question I ask everyone. Fair pair of wrestling shoes you ever competed in?
1: I, I'm not a wrestling
0: shoes guy. Um, I'm I, calling BS on that dog because we we've had our
1: conversations. But come on, man, lay it on me. Let's go. I uh, I I'm in for shoes that you went in. <laughs> for me, that's Influx. I think I, I I like the Nike inflix. Um I'll dabble in some other shoes. Uh, I really really want to get a pair of blue and red Xeos. Um, I'm working on it. I'm thinking about it. I just haven't committed to it yet. We are a Nike school, so I do I do rep the Nikes still. I've they've been uh they've been uh bred into me a little bit, so
0: And you're the second hawkeye I've had on the podcast you said <laughs> inflict, so I think that's a that's a definitely a Nike a Nike plug there. Um But wrapping things up, man, I appreciate you being on
1: the pod. Uh anything you say before we go? No, just thank you for having me. I uh you guys keep listening to this. It's it's a great podcast. Um Really thankful for Worm doing this. I think that, you know, it's something pretty special when we can have such a great area of wrestling, you know, in Dubuque that we can provide podcasts and um, all your guys' support and listens help us out. So keep listening and and supporting Worm in this.
0: All right, and we'll be back want to take a quick break here to mention our great sponsors at Raider Outdoor Power. Stop out at 2580 Rockdale Road and one of their great sales staff will have you set up for the best equipment and top-of-the-line service you can expect from a company who has helped the Dubuque County area since 1957. With wrestling and all other sports, injuries happen, but have you ever considered an all-natural way to aid in those injuries? Lori Gravel from Hoppiness on the Hill can help you get the products you need to get over those pains in an all natural way. Lori owns and operates her own hops farm in Otta Creek, Iowa. The hops she picks are then made into medicinal products. These medicinal products like the Hopped Up Oil or the Hoppy Bod Deep Muscle Rub can help with nerve pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis pain, headaches, migraines, bone on bone pains, and so many more. So, give Lori a call today at 563 590 2277 and tell her Worm sent you. She'll give you a 10% discount off your first order. Wrestlers, are you looking for some new supplements to get your guys' lift going? Make sure you guys are all fired up for those lifts. Stop at SUPS located in Target Plaza here in Dubuque. I personally have been using their supplements for the last probably year, year and a half now. I absolutely love them. Uh, their Amino Pre Workout is one of my personal favorites and my wife's. We go ahead and we probably go through a canister of it every two weeks. Our favorite flavor is the strawberry lemonade flavor. It's phenomenal, super easy to drink, you can almost drink it as a, as like almost like an energy drink, just and uh, regular every day. Also, just got my hands on some of their protein. I got a uh, chocolate peanut butter that is unreal. It tastes almost just like you're drinking a milkshake, even if you're adding water to it. I know some people say if you add water to protein, it doesn't taste nearly as good as milk. But this protein has so much flavor that even adding water to it still is a really, really good protein drink. I also get all my multivitamins there. So I'm super excited for them to start sponsoring the pod. I have a link at Worms Weigh In on Instagram uh, right in the profiles. So if you're doing any online shopping and you want to get your supplements through them, click that link and shop there that way. I appreciate it. Supps is probably one of the best supplement companies in the area. I suggest going to them. Stop down there today. There's a reason powder coating has such great reputation for strength, durability, and beauty. It can transform metal surfaces into long-lasting finishes able to withstand heavy use and harsh environmental conditions. At Lane's Custom Steel, they have been offering custom powder coating solutions to businesses and individuals since 2019. Their skilled team of professionals are dedicated to providing you with high-quality finishes that will last many years. Email at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's L-A-N-E-Z Steel at gmail.com. All right, we're back from the break. I'm here with new head wrestling coach for the Loras College Dewhawks uh, women's wrestling team, Will Kelly. Will was a three-time state champion for Walter Catholic. He was also a junior national Greco champion, D3 national champ for Wartburg. He's a member of the Wartburg Hall of Fame and the Iowa High School Athletic Association Hall of Fame, probably one of the more synonymous names of Dubuque County wrestling here. So I'm super pumped to have him on the podcast. Will, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me, Jerry. All right. Well, you know, you're one of those guys like with the college coaches I've had. They've all come from different areas. You know, Glosser came from Southern Iowa, De- or uh, Dennis Hall's from up in Wisconsin, and John's from Central Iowa. But you grew up right here in Dubuque. Uh, kind of tell me, like, you know, growing up in the nineties what wrestling was like in Dubuque because for people that remember Dubuque was kind of a hotbed Dubuque County area was kind of a hotbed
2: in those early 90s phases so just kind of tell me what that was like growing up. No it was absolutely a hotbed and uh, you know it's been said many times before you know uh, Dubuque's a little bit cut up right we've got you know several different high schools and so different factions where kids could end up but ultimately you know uh, the a good nucleus of, of wrestling families we all trained together you know growing up through the youth programs right here at loris college we had the dubuque wrestling club that started in 1993 and i, I was a part of that uh that squad <clears throat> um but uh but yeah i it was often said that if we could if we could ever just get all the dubuque kids in one school we, we would have won you know multiple state championships and i do believe that's true we we had uh quite a crew of of uh you know studs that that came through the program over the years I mean whether you're talking Wallard had you know uh Bart Horton and Tom Smith is a, is a big name um you know myself Jason Francis there was a number of guys there um you go to Hempstead you got the Moores uh Cliff Moore was an NCAA champion in Iowa um you know he had a few cousins and brothers that you know came through that were were incredible athletes and I mean, I think you could go on and on and on, Um, you know, Jurgens, Eric Jurgens was NCAA champion in Iowa, Um, you know, four-time state champ out of here, we had some real studs back in those days.
0: Yeah, so like when you were going up and practicing with those guys, you know, certainly Patty Cake wasn't getting played, you guys were getting after it and scrapping pretty hard, and I think everyone was better because of it.
2: You know, absolutely, and you know, back then Randy Stewart was kind of the architect of uh, the, the Dubuque Wrestling Club, and um, you know I would say you know it was a little bit on the cutting edge because this was before all the super clubs and the things that exist today you know but back then he created a you know a a, a place here the Dubuque Wrestling Club at, right here at Loris College and and it was an opportunity for all of the kids in the Dubuque County or just in the tri-state area in general we all came together and trained together and, and, and got better together and you know ultimately we did end up at, at different schools and things like that so it's it's unfortunate we, we we weren't able to to all come together and and bring home some some state championship hardware. But uh, as a, as a team, obviously, but but a lot of guys went out and, and did it individually and helped their their school program. So it was a really neat thing to see. Um, like I said, just getting everybody together and you know everybody's working for for the same thing. So yeah, and you look at like you know you were just saying like Waller, you, you know you guys had there was years
0: where you guys had two or three state champs in the lineup, but you guys had probably. 10 or 11 guys on the team right for the most part or was it a little bit deeper than that
2: uh i think it was a little deeper than that uh, specifically the earlier years when i first got there we were very competitive in fact Wallert, one year we we beat city high in, in the the dual championship and city high ultimately ended up winning the the, the team championship so Wallert it was in the mix we did have a, we had a heck of a team my freshman year um uh, you know, and ultimately things didn't come together for us at the state tournament. I think we had a, one guy miss weight; some different things happened, but but you know it was a woulda coulda shoulda story. But uh, but no, we had a we had some great teams. Um,
0: so within you know the last couple of years, you were coaching up in Cedar Falls for a decent amount of time, and then probably what 2017, you moved back to Dubuque, uh, started helping out with the Dubuque Wrestling Club, and so during that time you know you were always still involved with wrestling but how did how did you get into loris you know when loris announced their their program was it like as soon as they announced women's job like you were just like yep i want i want this job or it was one of those things like it just kind of magically happened
2: yeah so it just you know sometimes things work out in strange ways and i honestly uh, things were going great for me in Cedar falls we had a nice club there that uh that that we built from the ground up and so um you know working with the high school and I was at Warper College there for a little bit as well but things were going well in Cedar Falls and I really had no idea of of moving back here it just was something that happened um you know my grandparents were selling their farm and I, I just couldn't pass it up but I ended up coming back here to to Dubuque and um, it didn't take long and I was, you know, helping out at the Dubuque Wrestling Club and, and getting back involved here just on the local level. And yeah, as soon as I heard that, uh, the women's position was, was opening up, it was like, you know, a, a dream come true, you know, an opportunity for me to get back and, and, uh, you know, get back to wrestling full time and an opportunity to get back to the sport, obviously. And, and, uh, now it's, you know, just an opportunity to grow wrestling. So it was really just a, a fit for me. I'm, you know, extremely excited to, you know take on this new role
0: yeah well and the thing about you know loris and ud both is like you guys are both starting these programs essentially from scratch you know obviously it's not sunshine and rainbows every day you know it's not like you you inherited this program of like you got 30 40 girls on the team it's you're literally starting from the ground up uh you want to talk about you know some of the just kind of some of the difficulties it is to start a program kind of from scratch
2: yeah, so the, the challenges are, are many, um, you know, you don't have an alumni, you don't, you know, there's no history of the program to sell, I mean, no social media presence, I mean, you don't even have uniforms. So, you know, starting from the, from the, the ground up, there, there is a lot of little things, you know, behind the scenes that probably most people don't think about, but it's just, it's stuff that's going to take your time and, and you got to do. Um, but, I mean, it's exciting, it's exciting, it's a little scary at the same time. Um, obviously, I'm competitive. I want to win. But, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, starting a program, you really got to get that foundation built. And, and a lot of us, you know, you're right. You mentioned UD. And there's a number of other programs here in the Division three ranks that, well, all the way across the board in college wrestling, just new programs right and left. And so a lot of us share the same challenges. Um, but, you know, I can't focus too much on that. I just got to you know, get up, work hard, and, and uh, try to get, get as much accomplished as I can. And, and um, you know, once we get the thing off the ground, you know, that's when the fun's going to begin. Right now it's a little bit of extra work, but we get, once we get through that, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to competing. For sure.
0: And obviously, again, starting from scratch, uh, you know, new schedule for this year. Uh, do you guys have any big tournaments that you're really kind of dialing in
2: on looking, at, looking forward to this season? So this year um, and again, there's really only a couple programs in, in our um, Division Three conference here that that uh, that actually has a full team. Most of us are in the same you know a similar boat. I mean some of us have a little bit more uh, time <clears> they <throat> got started a little bit earlier, that sort of thing, but for the most part we're all uh, you know we've got a little bit smaller teams we're working on building the teams and um yeah, I mean, that's the that's the main challenge, and because that's the case, we're, the conference opted not to do duels this year. So we're going to be focusing on uh, tournaments on the weekends, uh, which is a little bit different, right? But I, I think right now that's probably the best case for us because, you know— it's, you know, not very cool to go to a, a duel and you, you've only got a few matches or whatever. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But this way, we get to bring our whole team. We go to tournaments on the weekends. Everybody gets to compete, and we're really just focusing on growth and development right now. Um, we we expect next year. You know, we're going to have a full lineup, and you know, we'll move forward with duels uh, next year. But but right now, it's again, we're just trying to get off the ground. So, like for for this season, like again. I, I'm repeating
0: myself a lot, but you know again, starting from the ground up, the expectations for the season obviously it's it's a day it's it's a day by day progression, but for you and your first year like what what are some of your expectations and goals that you have for this season?
2: yeah, so I would say this year is is definitely different than than normal um obviously like i said i'm I'm a competitive person and we we'd like to uh you know we'd like to be on the top of the podium but Uh, this year it's it's going to be a lot about development um growth uh, retention you know basically we want to make sure that our athletes that we have here on the team have a good experience you know we want to we want to learn we want to get better every day and and that's going to be our main focuses our main focus I guess um but uh yeah and then it's just about building a team we just you know we got to get get a few more athletes, get our numbers up and 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 just get a little better every day.
0: Yeah, and uh for those who listened to last week's episode with uh Coach Hall, you know, he talks about how freestyle is the women's sport or is the women's style. That is I always said that's kind of more your wheelhouse. I always feel like you were always so much more technically savvy when it came to freestyle technique and the nuances of it. How how does the challenge of teaching girls who just, or A, just starting out in the sport of wrestling, where they might have started wrestling their sophomore year of high school. I'll go back to like Lanny Dugan from Wallert who started as a sophomore in high school and now she's wrestling D1 and she had to go from learning folk style to all of a sudden freestyle. I've always used a comparison It's like, hey, once you learn, hey, congrats on learning English now. Now you gotta be ready to be fluent in Chinese.
2: You know, that's uh a an interesting um, you know an interesting way to describe it and I would say that's probably pretty accurate and and, and it is unfortunate I you know what can I say uh, I, I I would have liked it had they been able to stay consistent with the styles just for female, you know, the development of the sport for them. I mean, it is challenging, you know, particularly some of these girls that are just starting in, the, in folk style in high school, for example. And they, they learn folk style for two years and all of a sudden it's time to go to college and, and they want to continue. But now they have to learn a whole different style. And I think that probably has to you know something to do with the referees you know shortages of referees different challenges that can come into play and I I do understand that I, I wish it you know was a little bit more freestyle oriented but you know to your point and you know freestyle is my uh my preferred style freestyle Greco I love the Olympic styles um as far as the challenges of teaching that to new athletes I that's right in my wheelhouse I was the kids director for a number of years here in the state of Iowa I worked with a or various age group uh, levels, you know, trying to prepare kids for for national duels and national competitions and things like that. So the development side of things is is definitely where I thrive. I'm I'm kind of a technique nerd, um, so I, I that doesn't scare me. I, uh, I I look forward to to that opportunity and and uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm loving the fact that it is freestyle. That part of it I do like.
0: Yeah, and like I said before, you know, you were you know, I, I don't think I brought this up before, but like you were traveling all over the world at a very young age, wrestling freestyle. Um, what was probably the craziest travel
2: experience you ever had? Oh man. Um, I'd have to think about that. Um, there's probably a couple of them, but no, I, I you know, back to your, your point there, I, I did, I spent quite a bit of time traveling internationally and, You know as i mentioned i'm kind of a technique nerd so hanging out at uh olympic training centers around the world and taking in as much as i could is is something that uh that i I spent many years doing um craziest travel experience you know i would say when i was a freshman in high school we ended up in southern russia um we were uh we were there on an aau trip um and you know, we were in a place right next door to like Dagestan and Ossetia, those famous you know wrestling uh, areas in in southern Russia. So it was certainly the heartland. And and uh, interesting, you know, we, it was like different times of the day. You wouldn't there would maybe the the electricity would be out, or the there would be only hot water, or only cold water, or maybe no water at all. You know, so big time eye-opening experience for, you know, some soft, uh, American kids that just aren't really, uh, accustomed to dealing with that kind of struggle and that kind of challenge. And and to see these athletes, you know, live in this day after day, you know, was really kind of amazing. I was laughing about it the other day, just, you know, we were trying to get on a plane to, to head home and, and, uh, You didn't know what you're going to get you know we want to get in the shower get cleaned up get changed and be fresh because you you know you've got 18 hours of traveling or whatever and and all of a sudden you get in the shower and it's super cold i mean like takes your breath away type situation and now that i'm older i've done cold baths and it's not a big deal but when you're like 16 years old and you've never (laughs) never experienced that kind of discomfort uh definitely an eye-opening experience but it, it you know gave us an appreciation for 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 you know Living in America and that sort of thing, but it also gave us a little bit of an understanding about what those Russians go through and what you know that just you know, a little bit of a different culture, different you know. But man, can those guys compete? And uh, yeah, I don't know. There' are a lot of eye opening experiences. You know, every time I've traveled, uh, you know, you can learn people do things differently everywhere. And so, I, I'm always trying to take in, you know, learn everything I can learn when I'm when I'm in those situations and yeah, I could, I could talk to you for days about
0: that. But. Yeah, and we have. we. I feel like every time that you and I sit down, I feel like I can get – I always say I'm sitting on a learning tree because, like, I get to learn, like, fun stories and, you know, I get to hear about, you know, these trips and, you know, I, you and I went over to Paris in 2019 together in a training uh, in a training phase when I was coaching at Wallert, and that was a really cool experience, I thought, for our guys. And I think, you know, I know that that's one of the plans that you want to do at some point is start – doing a few more of those travel opportunities for athletes uh you know possibly like going overseas and training at different facilities and training in different wrestling at different tournaments just to see like you know what those experiences are cuz you had a lot of those experiences
2: yeah no absolutely and you know I for a number of years we were going on between 1 and 3 international trips a year um we've taken you know club teams we've taken you know US national teams um, you know, a variety of different uh, groups of folks that we've we we've, we've given those experiences to. But yeah, I know every time I do it, it's just uh, it's just incredible. You know, it's a life changing opportunity. I, I mean, I I enjoy every one of them, and I know the athletes do too. It's just you know those experiences you never forget. You know, you never forget them, and and just the the growth and and not just on the wrestling mat, but just culturally too. I mean, it's just really you grow as a person, and so. I I really enjoy those opportunities, you know. Um, and now it's a little different as a coach because I get to share those opportunities with 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 athletes. And we do plan on on doing some additional, you know, stuff like that in, in the future. Um, you know, we're we're talking about some different things with with the Dubuque Wrestling Club and, you know, with the college and 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 with Iowa. You know, USA Wrestling in general. So the you know there there's <clears throat> those opportunities are are phenomenal and yeah I'm extremely excited about uh the future for sure and so i'm gonna give you a,
0: i'm gonna give you an opportunity to you know plug you know you're a college coach here for athletes out here listening that are curious about wrestling in college why come to Loras? why
2: wrestle here you know um there's a lot of positives there's a lot of things I could talk about why I come here you know loris are we we've got the small uh small school feel. You know, academics are, are important, um, but, but so are athletics, you know. And um, I think we can provide, you know, there's a lot of support here for wrestling, um, you know, both administratively and with the community. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm just extremely uh, happy to, you know, to have the opportunity, you know, to be where I'm at right now. But, uh, but Loris, yeah, we we're serious about wrestling here. You know our our coaches, our our administration. We're serious about wrestling. We have uh, the resources, both in terms of you know staff and and just overall support. That uh, you know, I just uh, I I think there's a there's a ton of benefits. You know, for the small school feel and um, and like I said, you know, sky's the limit. You know, do you want to win national championships? Do you want to travel internationally? You know, do you want to coach down the road? I mean. There's a lot of uh, lot of opportunity, and uh, I'm I'm just yeah extremely happy to be here for sure.
0: And wrapping things up, my question I ask every coach and every interview I have: "Fair shoes you
2: are wrestled in." I'm sorry. What was that? Your favorite shoes you ever wrestled in? Oh, favorite shoes. Oh boy. You're kind of a shoe nerd too, Will. So go ahead. You know, I like the the old school Roulons, um, and I'm trying to remember. You may you you're probably a, a bigger shoe nerd than I am. But there was an old pair, and I think Ken Cross used to wear them. They were a black and white. Um, I believe they were Adidas. You know what those oh, were? a Stars. The Addy Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Addy Stars were nice. I like the Addy Stars, but I also like the old school Roulons too. Those were. Those were nice shoes. Uh, you, you basically blow those up and they're still, they're still standing.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So appreciate your time, Will. I thank you so much for coming in guys. Uh, sit tight. We're going to finish up with some ads here and some closing statements, but otherwise, Will, you got anything to say before we
2: log off? No, thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the invite and appreciate everything you're doing for wrestling here in, in Dubuque and um, good stuff, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. All right. Wrapping things up here with Jaron and Will.
0: Both uh, really great coaches. I think, you know, Jaron. you know, he says in his podcast, you know, he got handed the keys to a Ferrari. I think he's doing a pretty good job of uh, driving that sucker. Will, kind of the same boat, you know. He was a hometown legend, you know, and when they started a program, he wanted to get right back into it. I've, I've known both of these guys for a while. I've known Will for about 10, 11 years now. And Will has always, you know, really told me how much he wanted to be you know, back in the coaching industry, the coaching side of things So to get him back into the wrestling community Back coaching, you know, a college program That's super exciting Jaron, the same thing, you know He's just, uh, you know, he's a product of Tom and Terry brands You know, he, he knows how to coach athletes He knows how to get athletes fired up You know, it's there's not a lot of um, flash There's not a lot of, you know It's just a lot of The message I hear a lot from him is Get the job done Go score a takedown. Go get another one. You know, real meat and potatoes style coaching on his end. So I'm very excited for both those guys. You know, and closing up here, I do want to thank you guys for tuning in as always. You know, I'm super humble. You guys are still listening. Uh, moving forward with this podcast, you know, last week we did an interview with uh, the University of Butte coaches. So now this is kind of going to be how... Uh, the podcast goes for a couple weeks where we're going to be sitting down with area coaches and we are going to be talking about the preseason stuff. So, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break on just the straight interviews. I'm going to start working on getting some uh, interviews lined up for the springtime, maybe even during like Christmas break time. Uh, still going to get that stuff in motion. So, thank you guys again. If you guys want to follow me on social media, follow me at In on Instagram. There you can see all the content. You can see all of our episodes that are coming up, all of our past episodes. The links are in the bios. That way, if you want to go back and listen to some old ones, if, you, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Follow the link on the Instagram page. I'll take you back to all the other ones that are out there. So thank you guys so much again. This is Worm. I got my one. I'm out. Before we go, I do want to give a shout out one more time to our sponsors. Raider Outdoor Power, Lane's Custom Steel, Hoppiness on the Hill, King's Cuts by Anna, and now Supps, uh, Supplement Store, all local businesses. So if you guys get a chance to follow their social media pages, you have a chance to visit their stores and their buildings, please go ahead and do that. Huge supporters of the podcast, so I can't thank these people enough. So and if anyone is interested in sponsoring the podcast, please reach out to me at WormsWayIn on Instagram, and we can talk about getting a sponsorship set up for you guys as well. Thanks.